Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this July 24th, 2013 episode of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and far to the north, where it's a little chilly, apparently, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm good, and I'm actually um, 1,500 kilometers northeast. Northeast. Okay, so you're over there, sort of. To my right and There's behind. Yes. There's some some east involved in the north. You've always been to my Apparently. left. Except when we were here before, you sat on my right, so it's, I guess, only fitting that you're to my right. <laughs> Once I get to Pegasus House, which direction you are, because I don't know where I'm going to sit over there. But probably, if I sit <laughs> outside, uh, you'll be to my right again. It's just a Costa Rica thing, I guess. Must be... See. And yeah, so were you thawing out a little here. bit? Um, yeah, well, I mean, it, it's interesting that I have the heat on in July. It is still yeah. July, I think. It's only a little space heater, but nonetheless, the heat, the sun lamp, the you've you got all your winter accoutrement. Hello? Yes. Sorry, okay. I'm here. <laughs> I thought we lost it's you. Wonky. So uh, well, wonky is as I thought wonky so does. too. Yeah, we have that. Um, <laughs> no, I, it is. It's odd. I have all my winter stuff going. I have my I have my space heater and my sun lamp, and it's odd. But you know, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Global weirding. Global weirding. It's. You know, why is global warming stalled? Well, because global weirding has moved right in. Hot where right. it shouldn't be, cold where it shouldn't be. Because we, you know, are here at a, a different time of day than usually the case because we have a guest from the U.K. where apparently it's hot. Also, and that Yes, that would be and loud. Over there. Lori's over there. So we have with us again um, author and uh, all-around world of woo type person, Alice Chris. How are you, Alice? I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me again. Oh, it's great to have you back. Thanks for giving us your time out of your afternoon. Oh, it's a pleasure. For those that are, again, wondering, it's 
See, it's afternoon over there. We used to try to have folks from the U.K. on at 3 a.m. instead of 3 p.m. They were like, hey, no. And the ones that were willing to do it were not exactly the most peppy guests when we had them. So this is cool. <laughs> so what's up? What's new, Alice? You've been um, you've been busy. How's the baby? First, I guess I should ask that. Baby, most great. important question. Yeah. Well, she's not really a baby now. She's a toddler now. She's all over the place. Um, yeah, she, you know, she started walking, and I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. Everyone sort of warns you about it, and I thought this is great. This is fine. But then, I don't know, something happened in the walking just amped up. And, um, yeah, now she, she's everywhere. She's into everything. Um, in, in this, I mean, like you say, we're having really crazy hot weather here, which we're not used to in the UK. So it's just constantly dashing around after her, you know, sweating buckets, um, trying to get her in the shade. It's a whole new set of adventures going on at the moment. Um, so, but, yeah, she's doing really well. <laughs> Isn't motherhood fun? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I don't know why anyone needs to go on any kind of, like, get fit campaign after they've had a baby, because I think the baby just does that for you myself, to be honest. <laughs> Chase the little one around for well, a while yeah. and she be fit again. Yeah, exactly. Lift them up, carry them. Yeah, definitely. I don't think my arms have ever been this strong. <laughs> I think the Get Fit campaigns are for those mothers who find it easier just to pass the baby off to grandma and grandpa. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. So, okay, so along with the fact that you have this wonderful bouncing baby toddler who's all over the place and getting you lots of exercise, you also have something else. That yes, the, the whole, yeah, the book that I wrote, <laughs> um, the book that I wrote about my pregnancy with her, which suddenly seems a very long time ago, um, yeah, um, Dear Poppy Seed, The Soulful Mom and Pregnancy Journey Journal, is now out, well, it, it's not supposed to be out, it's supposed to be out on Friday, um, and so most places will start stocking it on Friday, um, although a few places have sort of snuck in under the wire, and it's kind of been out unofficially, um, for a few weeks, um, but yeah, that comes out Friday now. So that's that's my diary, um, personal, true to life diary um, of my pregnancy with Ivy. No censoring of the sensitive bits of the pregnancy. No, not really, you know. And but I did I did notice I found it interesting I went to Amazon because I went to Soul Rocks Books and so there was an Amazon link so I clicked it because I kept seeing this Friday date and Amazon even has a different date than that but they also say we only have six copies left order now so you know order within the next 24 minutes and you can have it tomorrow I'm like what what how does yes. that work <laughs> It's Amazon, really. They're the ones who kind of snuck it in under the wire. They've, they've obviously got it in stock because it, you know, it's been available for retailers to buy for a little while. And I guess they, as soon as they get it, they just put it online. Whereas other shops are sticking to, you know, the the 26th as um, a date. Um, but yeah, some people have got their copies. Some people are getting copies now. We're beginning to get a few reviews sort of coming in, which have all been really lovely and good. 
Um, so that's really nice. Um, but it's just kind of weird when it comes out before you expect it to come out because then you feel like you're chasing your tail a little bit trying to get people to know about it and things like that. Well, yeah, and, and what about all those poor people that you told, well, you know, you'll have to wait seven days, but it's coming, and they can buy one tomorrow. It's like, what? <laughs> but Amazon, I, I think they do that to folks. They, they, Like you said, as soon as the case of books comes in, they just... Uh, get them out okay, there. We got them, ship them, you know. Yeah, I think that's, that's what it is, and I guess that's big business for you. Um, but as of Friday, that's the official launch date, and then, you know, people should be able to get it from their little local retailers. And, you know, if their local retailer doesn't have it in, they'll be able to order it in. Um, so sometimes, you know, Amazon's nice and easy, and you get, get things quickly sometimes, but it's nice to, to shop local as well and support your local businesses and things like that. Absolutely, big supporters uh, of the local shop. Yeah, and of course, it's not been available on um, Kindle or e-readers either. For some reason, Amazon haven't released it on that. So that's you know, if people are waiting for it on that because they'd rather have the e-copy, then that comes out Friday properly as well. So that's quite exciting too. So tell us a little bit more about the book without giving too much away, because um, we don't want we don't want the readers to know everything before they get it. Yeah, of course. Well, you see, people keep asking me questions like that, and it's a really weird experience to talk about it because it's not like my other books. My other books, you know, my spiritual books, I kind of wrote with the premise of writing about spirituality and discovering it for myself. Whereas Dear Poppy Seed is very much the story. It's literally my diary that I wrote on pen and paper, you know, in a journal. And it's that transposed into a book. Um, So I guess the reason I did it was I started writing a diary in the first instance, not for a wider audience, but for my baby. You know, I wanted to have that connection to her. And I feel that, you know, you can connect to the child whilst it's, you know, maybe even before it's conceived, you know, you can connect to some kind of spirit um, of the child. Um, and I felt like I already had done that to an extent in hoping that, you know, I would become pregnant and wanting to become pregnant and imagining what that would be like. But then when I actually found out I was pregnant, it felt completely natural to want to have a conversation with this little person inside of me. And my way of doing that was through a diary. Um and the diary contains letters to to the baby, to dear Poppy Seed. It also contains lots and lots of diary entries that are kind of more my ramblings, my pregnancy thoughts, my physical symptoms, my spiritual symptoms, stuff that was going on, you know, with me and my husband, whether it was redecorating the house, the nursery, and things going wrong and topsy turvy, or changes within our relationships. Um, because there's obviously, you know, your body changes when you're pregnant. Um, your mind changes when you're pregnant, but also external things like your relationship changes and you have to gain a new insight into each other. Um, and so there's all kinds of ups and downs. And it is an incredibly personal story. And a lot of people have told me I'm very brave having um, <laughs> committed it to paper and giving it to the world. Um, but, you know, I guess I am. And <laughs> um, it's, it's quite exciting too because I know that there's a lot of baby diaries out there, but a lot of them tend to be celebrity stories or you know, famous people's pregnancy diaries. Um, and I'm sure that they hold quite a lot back. 
because they want to present a certain view of themselves and of their relationships. Whereas mine's just, it's raw. <laughs> you know, it's raw emotion, karma, spiritual stuff, and stuff going on between me and my husband, good times, bad times, and, um, you know, feeling sick, burning nipples. <laughs> it's got everything in there. Um, as well as the spiritual element, too. Um, so that, that's a kind of book in a nutshell. So I have I have a key question then because you mentioned your husband several times and that means that you wrote about his you know your your relationship issues I'm going to call them issues because or changes yeah. or whatever you want to call them because it comes mm-hmm. up I mean I I had a kid I know what it's like um and for you to do it in such an honest way and obviously you've published it, so obviously he's okay with it. But how did that conversation go? I mean, how do you come out and say, okay, honey, I'm, I wrote everything down and now I'm just going to put it out to the world? <laughs> well, he's got me used to it. My last two books very much included him because they, were, they weren't diaries, but they were very much my spiritual journey, which includes the people close to me. So he's used to be featuring in my books, but obviously this time it was a lot more. Um and, you know, the book is very true to the diary that I wrote, you know, hand with a pen on paper. I haven't changed that much of it. Um, and I obviously, you know, I had to say to him, look, you know, particularly, I mean, what happened was in when we first found out I was pregnant, um, we had been trying to get pregnant, um, and it happened a lot quicker than we expected, which was lovely. Um, but prior to trying to pregnant and being pregnant and um, he'd had we'd as a couple had really rocky periods you know where we weren't sure whether we were going to be together um, and what was going to go on there and we kind of come back from that and we mended ourselves and healed ourselves and at that point when we were better and happier and stronger that's when we decided to get pregnant now I didn't think it would be a full story if I didn't include you know those downtimes as well because to me they led to the pregnancy and being in a happy place. We needed, you know, a really chaotic, horrible period in our lives as a couple to kind of get us ready. And I don't think it would have been true if I'd have just said, hey, we're a happy couple and we're having a baby. I needed to sort of refer to and go back to and talk to the reader almost about what had happened previously so that people can relate to that because obviously everyone has ups and downs in their relationships, whether we are admitting to that or not. and so, yeah, he he kind of accepted that, and he read what I'd written. Um, like I said, most of the diary is very true to what I wrote, pen and paper, um, by hand. Some of it, like bits that are about him, you know, I've, I guess I've kind of um, written them as, a, as an author, and, you know, to be fair to him as well, um, and maybe glossed over parts, but it, it still gives that true impression of telling people what happens in our relationship, not the niggly, dirty details, but, you know, so that people are aware of that kind of thing um, and can see the journey, the spiritual journey as well, of how we've progressed as human beings, as a couple, and then on as a family. Well, and I just want to applaud you for that, because I, I think it's 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 so important, um, because for so long in, maybe not so much in literature, but certainly in movies and television and Hollywood, and, and you know, it was all and everybody lived happily ever after and type thing. And Well, you know, I'm a strong believer in, you know, a lot of crap happens 
times, and but often that that can lead to some of our best times, which is what has happened for me in this instance. Thank God. Oh, I I agree. The 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 rough patches tend to deepen the cool good patches. It Absolutely. deepens the love or or determines that it's not the thing. But but I find that people that have overcome things are just I think cooler people than folks that have just had the la la la. And I and and, and like you said, most cele- most celebrities don't. They they say they do, but they don't. And. Um, yeah, and people want to control their image, don't they? Which you know, so I'm not they're presenting a brand or a product themselves as a brand or a product to the world. They aren't going to talk about the really dark, deep, and miserable. Um, whereas I felt I can do that because I'm not a celebrity and I'm just a normal person, and I want normal people to read the book and people who are maybe pregnant or thinking of getting pregnant or who have been pregnant and they have their own journeys. And if they sit there and read some perfectly polished version of a pregnancy, you know, where the couple are ever so happy and the baby's perfect and it all goes to plan, then they're not going to relate to that. They're not going to feel warmed by it. They're not going to be able to, you know, cling to it in any way. And I would like, if anything, that people can read my story and and relate to it, you know, and think, oh, well, you know, that's kind of happened in my life and or, or similar, you know. Yeah, I thought I was the only one that wanted to kill him. <clears throat> but... but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you just don't, you've just had a royal child there, and, you know, there they are less than 24 hours after giving birth, you know, standing around, polished makeup and looking just so lovely, and 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 they don't ever show the bits it's where it's like, lie. you know, Come on. This, the, labor, the, the labor pains are getting to you, and you just point at your husband and you go, this, you, this is your fault, you did this, I'm going to kill you, and and because those moments can happen, and it doesn't. It lessens the love. It 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 makes it more miraculous and a bigger and I think deal for most, me. most people, if they have to go and stand out in front of the world media with their newborn baby the day after it had been born, seriously, if that was me, I'd be saying, William, abdicate. I do not want anything to do with my family anymore. Just forget this royal thing and let's just go off and hide somewhere. I just crazy. <laughs> But um, but yeah, they're presenting a you know a very polished version of pregnancy, and you know I know a lot of the papers over here and women's websites have been really impressed by the fact that Kate showed her mummy to me, you know, um, and to that extent is keeping things real. But at the same time, it's a very polished, very polished mummy to me. <laughs> Might be progress, but boy, it's very little. Yeah, <laughs> very cute. Well done. For us. <laughs> So what's next, hon? I mean, wow. Um, it's bold. What you've done is really bold. And I, I like Rick says, I, I applaud you as well. I think that the more people who just get out there and just lay it on the table and say, this is what it means to be human, the better off humanity is going to be. You know, I mean, when we stop trying to hide all this stuff and cover it up and pretend to be that which we're not, then we're going to be a much happier people, just generally, globally. We'll be much happier, much more balanced. So what's next? I mean, are you taking a hiatus? Are you taking a break? Are you just being mom for a while? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of being mom. I'm not writing. Occasionally I'll do an article 
I just, you know, there's no time to worry. There's really not. And by the end of the day, when baby's in bed, it's the last thing I want to be doing. I want to spend time with my husband, you know, and I'll just sit and watch telly or eat some food without having to sort of chase him around the room whilst eating it. Um, so I'm just kind of waiting, seeing what happens, seeing what happens with the book, you know, doing interviews here and there like this one. Um, you know, I don't want anything to come in that takes over so that I can't be with the baby. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, the, I think I might have mentioned it to you possibly the last time you interviewed me, is that when I was pregnant, um, I was actually filmed for a TV show, which will be shown, I believe, internationally. Um, it's going to be on Sky Living in the UK, but I think it's going to be on BBC Worldwide as well. So other people in other countries, such as US and Canada, should be able to watch it. Um, and it was it's sort of, it's a show in the UK, it's going to be called... She's having a baby. I'm not sure what it's going to be called um, elsewhere. Um, but that's the story of my pregnancy, towards the end of my pregnancy and the birth as well. Um, so that was due to come out around the same time as the book, but they've put that off now a little bit. Um, so I'm just sort of waiting for when that comes out as well. Um, although it might be a little while in the future. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, kind of a nice place to be in. Um, just chilling and waiting to see and you know this whole book situation do poppy seed it's very very different from my other books um, my spiritual books so it's having already a completely different reaction and, and a different audience you know I've got a lot of pregnant women contacting me and following me on Twitter and pregnant type bloggers asking for review copies and stuff like that um, so it's a whole new world I'm kind of I've entered into with this book and it's very strange having not had a baby for, you know, well over a year um, to suddenly be back in this place where I'm thinking about birth and pregnancy all the time. Um, so it's just it's just really exciting. I'm just kind of letting what pops up pop up because um, I'm in no no control at the minute with anything. I just, you know, kind of burst the book and it's out in the world now and see what happens. I mean, this book is also going to be very much representative of raising your child because, yeah, you nurture it and you you birth it, and then you might nurture it for a little while after it's born, but you don't really ultimately have much control over what a child's going to do with their life either, do you? So, you know, I mean, now that you've, you've gifted people with this this incredible truth, and, and honesty, this honest sharing that you've gifted them with, it, it's kind of now you're playing the waiting game. Wait and see what it grows into. Yeah, I kind of hope it'll find its own feet pretty quick because, you know, I don't have the time to put into promoting it or, or doing anything like that. I don't really have the inclination either. I like doing little things, you know, every now and then, like this interview and other bits and bobs, but I haven't got the time to be going doing book signings and and things like that, because I have to prioritise Ivy and my baby as, as, you know, number one. Um, so I might do a little bit of that. Um, and again, it, it, you have to strike the right balance. I know you can sit back on your laurels and, and go, well, I've gifted the world or something, and therefore it will find its own feet, and, you know, it will sort itself out. Well, I'm not that naive. I know I, I have to do a little bit of something, but I'm hoping that it will strike an interesting chord with people. And then eventually become a little toddler and toddle off, and you know, and people will find the book and 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 enjoy it and share it with their friends and word of mouth spread in that way. 
that would be lovely without me having to do any real hardcore PR or anything like that. I'd much I'd be much more comfortable with, you know, things happening naturally and as they're supposed to rather than, you know, shoving it down people's throats. Yeah, as opposed to it being forced. Yeah. People who are meant to find it will find it kind of mentality and I know yeah. that might seem yeah. naive to some but Well we have enough stuff advertised to us, don't we, you know? It's ridiculous. <laughs> and that really gets my goals <laughs> and I don't want to turn into one of the people who's doing the advertising. I would like it to be a natural, organic thing. If people need it, if people want it, if people are going to find it entertaining, then great. I hope it finds them. I hope their friends tell them about it. You know, I'm not going to go all out there. You know, I'm some super mom product, becoming, you know, a product or a brand. That doesn't interest me. I just, it'd be nice if it just, like I said, found its own feet. Yeah, I, I, I think it really certainly has the potential to just go like wildfire because, you know, few pregnant moms tell others about, you know, hey, look, this this is the real deal over here. I laughed till I hurt last night, uh, you know, as opposed to these polished, you know, super mom episodes. And, um, and surely the TV show will be a big help to that, too, I think. I imagine so. And it's weird as well, you know, because I was expecting the TV show to come out when the book did. So obviously I was excited about that. And from a spiritual perspective, I was thinking, well, that's great. Then. You know, because both of them were supposed to come out in January. Then neither did. Then they were both scheduled set, entirely separately from each other to come out in July. And then the book came out in July. The show suddenly was put back again. And so my thought on that, at first I felt quite disappointed. But then I thought, you know what? I'm spiritual. I believe everything happens for a reason. And maybe this is exactly what needs to happen. So I can concentrate on being with Ivy still. Maybe the book can find its own seat so that when the show does come out, people may have already heard of it. You know, I don't know the reasons for these things, but I do truly believe there is always a reason. Um, and, you know, just to go with it and feel blessed by it. Um, and like I say, now I don't have to worry about the show. By the time the show comes out, Ivy's going to be so much older. It's going to be such a pleasure to look back on her as a baby. It's going to seem like a whole you know, a whole different situation, whereas, you know, it would still be nice to see her now as a baby and to see the show, but that extra time that we're being gifted and that it's going to put between us and when I had had her, and then to be able to look back on that, it's going to seem quite magical, I think, particularly to me and my husband. Um, And so that's one little gift already, you know. Oh, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, I'm with you that, that... Everything happens right when it's supposed to happen. I've been down here. I've been trying to push things. You know, well, I got to get all this and to straighten out this, and I got to figure out this. And yeah, that's. I, and how's that working for you, Rick? Jean's laughter can you know should be enough to let everybody know how that's working for me because it's just you know not not so much and. Um, uh, but really, when you look at it, I've only been here two weeks. Things are just going along swimmingly, but you can get lost in it. And, uh, yeah, and you can push too hard and end up, and you know, feeling unhealthy in yourself. You know, because you're trying to make things happen when they're not ready. So you, you sometimes just have to go with the flow of life and and just let that river kind of take you where it needs to be. 
Yeah, and that that sometime would be all the time. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll say. Um, it, every time I think it's not, it comes back to explain it to me, so to speak. This life, <laughs> life thing. Um, well, that's right about halfway. What do you say we have a little break, Jean, and um, then we'll come back and talk about Soul Rock's sure, books. Rick. What? What? I said, sure, Rick. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, all this mother stuff. I'm thinking about the mother stuff. But do we do earth prayer or do, do we do miracle walking? Because she's that too. So I, I never know what to do. Wow. So I ask you whether it's time to take a break. <laughs> if I'm the boss. Um, yeah, just pick. Just, you know what, play whatever your heart tells you to play. Damn it. Stop asking me these questions so early in the morning. No. No. It's Arr. afternoon. Somewhere. It's earlier here. <laughs> it's 8.30 in the morning here. I'm still working on coffee. So this is uh, our dear friend Ina V uh, with her song uh, Miracle Walking because it uh, talks about the uh, women on the planet, and uh, they are. So we'll be right back, folks. Stay with us.
Yes, that's right. It just stops. It gets me time, that one. I don't know exactly how that works or why that works, but there it does that. <clears throat> and uh, uh, I I checked back with, you know, Amazon and played the, you know, downloaded it from them again, and it's just, it just stops, I guess, because it comes that way. We'll have to get Ina V back and ask her what what what's with the song? You couldn't figure out how to end it. What? what? <laughs> it gets you every time, doesn't it? Well, all she had to do was sing it. She doesn't have to actually try to figure out how to run a radio show around it and wait for the music to. <laughs> wow. So true. So we we had a quick break, and um, I'm curious before before we move on to whatever it is Rick wants to ask you. Mm-hmm. Is there like a moment or or an event or an experience during your pregnancy that is in your poppy seed that stands out in your mind like crazy pops out? Oh my goodness! You need to hear this story, kind of story. Then this one springs to mind, um, and it's before I knew I was actually pregnant, um, and it, you know, it's quite a spiritual story, so quite fitting. Um, basically, I was on a course doing hypnotherapy and NLP and shamanic practice, um, and we were doing um, a shamanic journey um, on this course. I think it was the first week of like a 10 month course um, and I was suspicious that I might be pregnant although of course you kind of tell yourself that you're just kidding yourself really because you know we'd only just really started trying to get pregnant it would have been the first month really um, and so I was thinking don't get too excited because you'll just be disappointed and let down um, but I kind of also felt that maybe I was um, you know I guess they say mums kind of know this, these things and um, but during that shamanic journey, um, I very much felt the spirit of the child moving to me. Um, and it was absolutely mind-blowing. Um, afterwards, we kind of came around and everyone in the group sort of went around the room and, and discussed what had happened in their shamanic journey. And I couldn't really speak. I was just very... Sh- I was shaking. Um, and I also, I didn't want to tell people... I felt I was pregnant because obviously it was too soon. Um, so I kind of was just really meaningful, really meaningful. Can't tell you, can't tell you. Um, and I guess nobody guessed. But yeah, and I just literally felt the spirit move into me. And afterwards, I could feel this energy with me. Um, and it was the next day that I did um, a pregnancy test and found out I was, I was actually pregnant. Um, so it was quite beautiful, and the timing of it was wonderful. And there was lots of little things like that when in the early days. And before I knew I was pregnant, lots of little signs. I remember once driving along the um, the motorway, and and I was thinking, oh, if I'm pregnant, give me a sign, just give me a sign. And at that moment in time, a car went past with you know one of those little baby signs in, and it said little person on board on it, and that kind of made me smile. Mm-hmm. And, and then I did tarot cards later that night with my dad. My dad was uh, is a Wiccan, um, and he actually was the one who taught me tarot cards. Um, and he, you know, I spoke to him saying I hoped I was pregnant. And he, he didn't think I was. 
and looking at my tarot cards, who didn't think I was, but actually looking at tarot cards, I could see that I was. Um, but again, you're still not telling yourself, you're still not allowing yourself to believe it until the kind of scientific evidence came back. Um, and when it did, obviously there was. So all these little signs that came up in the very, very early days were all, you know, bang on the money. They were, they were true. I was pregnant. And it was just, you know, it was quite beautiful that baby was trying to connect with me and spirit, the spirit of the baby and maybe spirits around me and, you know, guides and whatnot were trying to show me, point me quite strongly in that direction. Um, and so obviously all that's in the diary and then stuff that goes on after as well. Um, so those are the, that's the initial thought that, that comes to me as to, you know, something really cool. <laughs> you know, I love science and technology and all the cool stuff it's done for us, but I don't like that bit. You know, the men of the village used to tell little children or anyone that asked, you know, women just know. And now they say, oh, there's no way you could know. What? <laughs> really? Oh, no, because you know. I, I just, I've known too many women that just know. And 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 very similar stories, you know. And and I so I told myself I wasn't, and I tried to talk myself out of it. And I asked my friend, did she know? And she's like, oh. And and so I, you know, and you can find all the reasons, you know, why you know you couldn't possibly know, you know. Yeah. But I think that there is, like you said, I think that the the possibility exists to connect with a child before you're even physiologically pregnant. But. Uh, <laughs> But certainly, I believe afterwards I, that it would just make sense to me that that you would be able to detect this. I don't know difference in energy field, or you know, maybe one day there there'll be a type of science that can explain it. But uh, yeah, but I think it's important to put that out there because it is. It's among those many things, like me doubting. You know, I I spent a week working on where am I going to go live. And it was like the first day I saw the house that I'm going to end up living in. And the back of it's very plain, just concrete. And I was like, eh. And then I come around the other side, and there's a mural painted on the wall of Pegasus flying <laughs> through the sky with a rainbow behind and, and you know, hooves uh, obscured by clouds. And, it's just, and I, I came around the corner, I saw it, and I said, well, this is the house. <laughs> and then went for a week looking at other, trying to, what was I doing? What? And calling and, me, calling me daily and asking for my advice. Me, 1,500 <laughs> freaking miles away, and it isn't going to be living in the damn house to begin with. What do I do? <laughs> I don't know. What do you feel? I'm not there. <laughs> It's so difficult. We're so we're so, yeah, we must, we consider ourselves connected, and and we probably are. But then sometimes you, you human mind just overrules, <laughs> and you know you can meditate and do all of that and say mantras, you know, all day long. And sometimes it just your mind just gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, totally, so by the end, that's why we have friends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we have friends that we call up from 1,500 miles away that go, I don't know. Make a decision, would you? No. Um, because it is. We we have been trained. You know, I think things happened when we were kids and we were told it's your imagination or that's impossible. or, And so we just learned to ignore it. Yeah. Um, because... You know, too many, just too many stories, too many 
things that, you know, and I've discovered that the quote-unquote old wives' tale almost always have a basis in fact somewhere, a basis in reality somewhere. We may need to take some floweriness off of them from around the edges or some woo, wipe the woo off. But I love to use that word even when you're not here because I just love that word. <laughs> what happened on your way to enlightenment? Oh, I stepped in some woo. <clears throat> got it on my shoe. That's a good but, way of uh, thinking about it. <laughs> Um, well, because it's true. That's to me. That's the. That's how it was always explained away. Was oh, that's woo woo stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know, everyone knows that good, smart, logical people don't pay attention to woo woo stuff. Well, that's and, it. And then we lose our power, don't we? we right. For that myth. Deny it off right there. And uh, and the motherhood bit is. is I'll, Get off my soapbox, I promise, and we'll talk about the fact that you have lots of other books now. You uh, don't even have to write that you get to sell. But, uh, but the mother society then turns around and explains to the boy child that women are less and whatever. And and I think it does damage to the men because where was their first refuge in, on this planet? was in the arms of a woman. And then they're told that there's something wrong with that. So then they carry around for the whole rest of their life that there's something wrong with them. And uh, I, I think that you know this, you know, men gained by putting women down. If any of them thought they did, so there is a man's point of view on that. So, um, soapbox away. <laughs> Gene, stop me! Somebody, stop me! <laughs> oh, but you're doing such a beautiful job of ranting. <laughs> yes, uh, but, but let's let's ask her before we before we have to give her up because you know we're getting to that time soon. But let's ask her about this publishing thing that she's doing because you know it's always it's always fun as an author to also explore the talents and skills of others. Yeah, um, I I do run um, my own publishing imprint um, with John Hunt Publishing. It's called Soul Rocks Books, um, which John Hunt Publishing published my first two books, The High Heel Guide to Enlightenment and High Heel Guide to Spiritual Living, and they published uh, Dear Poppy Seed. Um, but yeah, they, they were looking for uh, publishers with ideas for new imprints, um, and imprints not everyone knows what that means. That means like a, a label, I guess, you know, a label within a label. Um, so I suggested Soul Rocks Books, Soul Rocks Books even, um, as like as kind of modern, new generation um, books for spiritual people, younger people, um, you know, something a bit different, a little bit new. Um, so yeah, um, that's been really exciting and publishing other people's books and getting other people's books come into me. So if anyone is actually listening as well to this show who has who has a book that fits that kind of new generation, exciting, spiritual, cutting edge kind of thing and, and they want to submit it, then feel free. <laughs> um but yeah, we publish fiction, non fiction, um you know, all kinds of spiritual offerings coming through and they're a lot more uh, lined up as well. Um so that's all really exciting. And like you say, I don't have to write them <laughs> which is a relief for me. Absolutely, um, because well, you, you get, get to, to do a lot of cool change. reading. 
Yeah, 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 I get to meet them, so that's a bonus as well, because I do like meeting, and sometimes that goes out the window, especially the little one, um, that goes out the window, but I kind of have to do it for the Thorox, so that's really nice. Um, and yeah, I've got some really exciting, cool books coming out, um, and, and some already out, so it's, it's nice to watch other people's journeys and be able to give them the opportunity to have a book published as well. I do enjoy that. It looks like fun, and it looks like you do have some great, uh, some great books out there. And, and uh, following my thumb sounds like a neat journey book. Yeah, that's a, a Canadian author, Gabriel Morris, and that's his journeys um, as a hitchhiker from quite a young age, um, and that's his true sort of diary entries and stories. Um, you know, he's been all over the world. Um, UK, Europe, America, um, and all kinds of, you know, and he, they're all spiritual books as well, so it's not just hitchhiking spiritual lessons he's learned and the things that have occurred to him along the way. Um, so, you know, that's a great book. We've got another book by him as well, because we, our authors come back, um, The Mystery of Woman, <laughs> which kind of is fitting with what we're talking about today. Um, and, yeah, in that, Gabriel um, asked um, female authors and writers and speakers and, and people who know a lot about women um, to write for him about what the mystery of women is and messages that they'd like to pass on to men and mankind and, you know, how it is to be loved as a woman and, you know, not just love, sex and, and relationships and, and just what it is to be a woman. And it's a book written for men by women. Um, and that was a really cool thing that he did there. Um, and so we published that. Um, so that's, I guess, for any man who wants to go a little bit deeper about his his women friends, his women lovers, then that's the perfect book for them. Well, and what a what a cool deal to ask women about women. I've noticed, I've noticed so many scholarly books out there on on the divine feminine that are written by men. It makes me want to. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one right there. That one. <laughs> Well, you should get Gabriel on. I know he's a guy, um, but he, you know, he's very connected to women, and he he gave the book to women. He let I wrote for it actually. Come to think of it, I wrote a, a little chapter for him as well. Um, so maybe you could get him on your show, um, and he could talk to you about his hitchhiking yeah, well, and his women. <laughs> oh, we would love to. Any of your okay. authors that you want us to have on, send them our way. Certainly, email me the contact info, and um, yeah, of course, we'll we'll have them on and promote them to the show and find out what they're doing because that's always fun. That's why we do this. That's the and, whole and point. <laughs> I mean, just some of these some of these titles, you know, maybe the universe just isn't that into you. Right. That's but, a fun one. That is. It's a very short book, um, but it's very, it's about, you know, all these myths that build up around spirituality where people kind of, I guess, instead of actually living life, they kind of blame spirituality or, you know, it's just the things that have wound the author up, Colette, about about spirituality and people kind of passing off things that go wrong in their life, you know, in in a way that isn't healthy. Um, and so she kind of rants and raves all through that book. Um, but it's brilliant because it brings a bit of sanity back, I think, to a person's spiritual path, you know, it makes them take responsibility for their own actions, for their life and, and put spirituality in that, you know, context rather than just saying, oh, well, everything went wrong because, you know, spirituality said it should. And, you know, it, she she 
like I say, more responsibility back on, on the media. Yeah, a little of that. The gods are displeased with us, so... It, yeah, whatever. yeah. Putting blame yeah. outside of yourself can be very, very easy, and it is something that spirituality can lead into if, if you allow it, um, and whereas she... She doesn't. She doesn't allow it, and she ran some race against it in quite a fun and comical way as well. Yeah, because it is. It, 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 you know, it. You can't have any of the good things in your life. You're blaming all the bad things on some. It's just as disempowering to blame the bad stuff on some power outside of you as it is to blame the good stuff. Yeah, and people can get stuck in a spiritual rut as they can in any kind of rut. Um, and she just wants to shake them out of it. I think a little. <laughs> And Sounds everybody awesome to me. could do with a little shaking once in a while. I know um, I could certainly do with a little shaking once in a while. Rick, well, he's been getting shaken for the last few weeks, so he needs a break. <laughs> shaken, not so shake. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that's another great book. And we've got fiction books. We've got Without Fear of Falling. That's just recently come out. That's a beautiful story of reincarnation and, you know, kind of a love story at the same time. And it's two love stories going across different lives with the same person. I won't say too much and give give too much away, but that, it's a great read, you know. It's the kind of thing you can pick up in your local store. You know, it doesn't have to be, a, you know, you don't have to be spiritual to read it and enjoy it, but it might give you some kind of spiritual um, grounding, maybe. And the same with things like Voices of Angels. That's a stunning book, which is um, written about, you know, again, a love story set in Spain. It's just beautiful. Just reading it makes me want to leave the country. Um, but it's somebody who can see kind of black marks above someone's head when they're about to die. And that's all set around, you know, this Spanish beautiful beaches and this love story with this Spanish guitar-playing guy. You know, so it's got a good mix of, you know, your spiritual, your esoteric, you know, death, and then this love story. Um, so that's why, you know, I say new generation, we want to give spirituality to people who maybe aren't accustomed to it or want to read about it in a new and all different way. Um, you know, introducing those kind of concepts to people through life, through love stories, through, you know, all kinds of everyday stuff. I I think it's... It sounds like... Go ahead. I was just going to say it just sounds like an absolutely wonderful progression from author to publisher to just, I mean, because isn't the best part of life celebrating the success of others? I I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but I take, great, I take great joy and pleasure in, in seeing other people step into their own and just grow and expand and succeed and and find their happy place and and live that that makes me happy watch watching people do that so i mean you you have an awesome job because you get paid to love people too and yeah i mean that's one of my favorite things to do i mean i I love that i've written my books but like i say when i let them go i let them go they're not my thing anymore they're kind of they belong to the public and whoever picks them up Whereas promoting other people and helping other people get published and finding great books, that's really exciting. And, you know, on the other hand, I do other stuff as well. Not so much at the minute. I do occasional tarot readings. And, you know, I love doing that as well because I'm guiding other people. I'm helping other people. Um, And that gives me so much more pleasure than trying to, you know, if I could spend an hour 
sitting around sending emails to publicise my books, that would just give me a headache and bore me. But spending an hour, you know, helping, you know, looking at a book that someone sent in or a tarot reading to someone else that's going to help them guide them, that really, you know, that makes me feel zingy. It, that, that is what gives me the buzz, is, you know, helping other people, I guess. <laughs> I so hear you. I so hear you because I can't promote my own stuff to save my life. But when it comes to the show and when it comes to telling people how freaking awesome they are, I could do that all day long. You know, like, I mean, that's juicy. Yeah, and people need to hear There's so many people out there who are damaged, whether it's a little bit of damage or a whole lot of damage, or people who just need that confidence boost or a bit of self-esteem or, you know, a little bit of guidance. If I can give that, and it makes someone happy, that's, that's like the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> that really is. Oh, it is. I, I There's no telling with our podcast listeners how many times it's happened that we don't know about it. But we've had people like on the show ask a question, and and uh, between the guest and Gene and I, we all kind of pitch in, and here comes this answer. And they're just like, oh, my gosh, that's just so awesome. And, and I feel that's it. And and. I feel so much better, and I just want to curl up and go, aw. You know, it's like hard to do the rest of the show because I just want to be like, oh, I get to have a pet him and squeeze him and call him George. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's, that's the thing. And that's something I'm learning through motherhood as well. You know, I've completely committed myself to this little person in ways I never thought possible before. You know, I have freedom before. I have absolutely very, very little these days. And, but I love it. Again, it's that giving of yourself to someone else and making them happy. And every little smile that she makes is so worthwhile. Oh, yeah. Well, we are bumping right up against that clock on the wall thing again. Dread, dreaded time. Yes, and she does need to get back to being a mom. Yes. So we want to be sure that people know how to find you, and I know that the best way to find about your books and your tarot and your soul sessions would just be to go to alicegrist.co.uk, and it's Alice Grist, G-R-I-S-T, Grist for the Mill. Uh, certainly great grist for the conversation mill, with brilliant conversation every time you come visit. Oh, come more often. I would love to. I enjoy talking. This one's this one's perhaps a bit easier. You don't have to get dressed and go to a book signing somewhere. You can just hang out on Skype and say hi. Perfect. Yeah, you can even do it in your pajamas if you want. And certainly send us your authors. Um, you know, email me yes. their stuff and introduce us, mm-hmm. and I will. Uh, I'll schedule them in, and we'll talk to them too because I love making new friends. I, will, I really do. I will send them your way. I will email them today. Awesome. <laughs> get and so, folks that want to find out about all those cool books that we talked about, you will find links through uh, Alice's website. But it's www.soulrocks, like it rocks, soulrocks-books.com. Uh, check it out. Cool stuff there. Tears of a Phoenix sounds interesting. Definitely. Uh, and uh, uh, so, you know, just awesome stuff. Um and uh, looking forward to talking to some of them because there's just from the little squibs on the website, there's some real brilliance running around in there. So good job there too, eh? Thank you. <laughs> so Jane, there's an hour. We got people coming. We got peeps coming. 
Oh, we, we got have tomorrow night. Finally, Jim Ron Singh coming tomorrow night, and then um, and then we'll let you know about next week tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of you may have seen Simran lately on her TEDx talk, and uh, but she's also the uh, publisher of the 1111 magazine, and uh, she's working on this new website called The Rebel Road. And we like rebels, and, you know, road seems implicit in this whole journey thing. So, yay. We hope that you'll join us then uh, tomorrow evening. I double-checked. I do have the right time on that one on the schedule. I hope I didn't throw anybody off today, but... <laughs> Uh, if I did, catch the podcast. I do that. See, that perfect thing. Not today. Um, and uh, But do, join us tomorrow night. Uh, thank you again, Alice, for uh, sharing your, your time and their, your talents and your stories with the world. It's just awesome stuff. And, well, thank uh, you so much for having me. Pleasure. Good. And uh, so join us tomorrow evening, everybody. And until then. To our mother, to each other. And especially to yourselves. Stay connected. Good morning, everybody. I suppose. Good night, everybody. <laughs> See ya. Good <laughs> we hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection think you might miss an episode no problem subscribe to our show on itunes by searching for everyday connection radio subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.